the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory and snacks. Okay, so when last we left off, you guys had had a heck of a time getting through Alftrag um, and decided that, you know, you were basically, you, you helped out uh, Brendan Karth and his buddies to jump out. You used a buttload of teleportation spells, basically, to get them to uh, jump out, you think, to the Blight. Um, however, when you yourselves teleported, uh, you felt the familiar snap. Uh, you kind of doubled over in pain a little bit, and when you, at the other end of your teleportation, um, you were in a cave. Brightax, it did not take him long at all to figure out, as he took a look around and kind of smelled the stunts around him and whatnot, that you had jumped to the Adamantian Isles. And we're going to see just how much I regret my random tables now, because uh, that's where the random table jumped you. So we'll see, we'll see how tonight goes. Um, but... Uh, when you guys jump there, you do as you as you kind of it's it's a relatively shallow cave. Uh, it's a, it's a large room. There are runes kind of around the exterior. It's it's fairly damp. Um, you're in just just a little bit of like it's almost like ankle deep water, almost like where the tide comes in, and and there's a little bit of a, a pool there, uh, gravelly floor. But there is a a the remnants of the quickly fading um, teleportation circle, the, the teleportation energy is quickly fading, but there is a teleportation circle beneath your feet. Um, as you kind of stick your noses out of the cave and walk out just a little bit, you see a group of 15 to 20 people, uh, various races, um, and realize almost immediately that it is one of the groups that you teleported away. Oh, um, yeah, and it is it is sprinters in this group. Um, since you guys had pushed him out or pushed him forward to help quote unquote defend the group, i.e., Chris wasn't here, so you're like, all right, let's get rid of him. Um, but he and his crew of 17 or 18 people are with him, uh, and they are on the beach. As you look up and down this beach, it's a it's it's not like a sandy beach. Don't think Hawaii. It's more um, like heavy with shells and rocks and things like that. It's, it's by no means a throw out a chair and lay out type beach. It's more of a, it hurts when you walk on a barefoot beach. Um, there is a bit of room. So the beach is, is, you know, between probably 30 and 40 yards wide um, between the, the sea and the cliff face. Um, there are cliffs that are very sheer that go up, which Bright actually would know to be pretty normal. I mean, that's the bulk of the Adamantine Islands. This is what it is. It's a lot of beaches or landings with sheer cliffs that have structures that are bored into them or built into them. You will see kind of remnants of castles or watchtowers or lighthouses or things like that, kind of stone construction that predate the Minotaurs being here. Uh, they're the type of structures that they just moved into. But Minotaur being Minotaur, as they started to build on the island, they took over the structures that were there, but then they kind of built into the rock wall. It's almost like subconsciously their culture preferred kind of dark cavernous dwellings to, you know, to anything that is is built necessarily. So we're big, um, big horny hobbits. That's That's right. Big horny hobbits. Um, so as you walk out onto the beach, I mean, you've, you've been there like five minutes, you run into sprinter. This is where we're going to start. Do I recognize any of the, the topography, uh, make a either intelligence or history check. 
Well, either of those will be fun. Yeah. Oh, but you are because you're on your home turf. I'll give you advantage on it. Ooh. Let's see here. Do I go with a minus one or a minus one? Hmm. Uh, that's a 14. 14. You know, it's difficult to say a lot of the islands look alike. Um, it's, it's pretty obvious to you that you are on one of the smaller islands, but you don't, you don't know quite which one. You don't know where specifically. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a quick perception check for me too. Cause I'm really good at that too. Yeah. Um, eight. Eight. Okay. No, you kind of scan the cliff sides and scan the, the horizon a little bit, but yeah, there's water. There's <laughs> That's sand. pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I think come... I see. I think I see. Yep. There's a fish out there somewhere. I'm going to come jogging over towards them and just, hello friends. It is, uh, seems as if we've made a wrong turn. And as he comes running up to you, um, as a reminder, he's tabaxi monk. Um, you can see he's, he's, wet from like his shins down so he's a little you know he's doing that cat thing where he's trying to kick the water away a little bit um but he's he's kind of caked in his, his feet are kind of caked in sand just a little bit sand and kind of gravelly rock that's an amusing mental picture yeah that little sh foot shaking every time it comes off the ground so what uh what happened i don't know you must tell me i we walked through as planned, and, and next thing I know, I'm in water. Uh, and all of us are wondering where we are. This is not, I assume, where we were supposed to go. Um, we've checked outside the cave. It is a, a large beach. Um, but as for that, we really just held, held place and, and hoped that something would happen where we could find some advice or someone that could help us. And then you arrived. Well, Sprinter, we're in the Adamantine Isles. I am not familiar with the Adamantine Isles. No, it's where my people are from. Well, where my people live. Your people, you mean more like... Yes. Yeah, uh, see, people with horns, okay. Minotaurs. Is this a dangerous place to be? Um... More than likely, yes. Mm. All so, right, I, I will gather the people and bring them closer to the caves. I'm going to go off and try to corral the people closer to the caves or less out in the open. Well, Rothor just stepped out and I was going to ask him a question. Yeah. I'm listening. Oh, okay. So, sorry, I had to go ahead and get Rothor. Are you able to use your teleportation spell again? Uh, yes, I do have it. We, I am prepared for for mass teleportation. I can cast one more time. Hmm. And then I'd have to get more supplies. I am going to cast a spell real quick. Let's come back for these guys. I am going. Yeah, right. I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy and just create a, a sound nearby that of breaking rocks falling into the water. And I'm going to listen for it. I just want to hear it. I just want to see that my spell works and that nothing bad happens to me. 
Ah, ah. Um, yes, it, it works as intended. Okay. Well, Rothor, I believe that it is safe if you would like, if we could send these people to the Blight to be with the rest of their people. If that's where they are, but sure. Um, my question would be, if I use the spell now, what if I need to have a high-level spell later? Then I guess you'll have to rely on us. I also have a scroll. We could all go back to the blight right now. Is there a section of cliff that could be climbable? Um, yeah, I mean, you're fairly confident you can make your way. You know, the, the cliffs, I say they're sheer. I mean, they're, they're pretty well straight up and down, but you would know that, that there are plenty of crags and creases and things like that. Yeah. You're, you're pretty confident if you spent some time, you could figure out a way up. I think it would be, uh, be a smart idea for me to try to figure out if I could, where we are in the adamantines. I'm going to go take a closer look, or at least a higher look. I'm going to go try to scramble up a cliff cliff face. Okay. And I'll go ahead and get the mass teleportation spell ready. Okay. Are you going to send back? Who are you sending back? Are you sending back the people that were with you? Are you all going? What are you doing? Uh, I don't think we could all go. Can we? Yeah, I don't. I think we should just send the people that came with us. And and sprinter. So we can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night. Good night, Chris. Right. <laughs> so send off them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, speaking of which, one of you will need to be able to Jaeger him until he gets here. Um, so Brad X, go ahead and make a um, either a strength or a dexterity check for me. Well, golly, I'll give you guidance. Um, wow. Okay, so that is uh, like athletics, do you mean? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, so that's a 25. 25, yep. So you take, it's it's not very long at all. You just kind of take a quick jog down the coast. It takes you maybe five minutes and you see kind of a, a crack in the cliff face and you literally just, you, you know, you kind of spider climb it um, and get to the top uh, and take Metatars a look around. In. Yeah, that's right. Minotaur's in the house. Okay. The first thing you notice when you get up there is a structure. Um, it looks to be, uh, well, it, it, you would know what it is. It's an observatory. Okay. Um, and, and your people on some of the islands have really invested their time and their efforts into different types of sciences that would aid with um, seafaring you know, skills and activities. And one of those, one of the reasons your people have become so dominant on the Dragon Turtle Sea is your ability to navigate by the stars. And that's because many of them sank a, a significant amount of time into astronomy. So you see this, um, this structure here. Uh, it's mostly made of metal. Um, and it's got what appears to be kind of an odd looking telescope um, coming out of it. So you notice that immediately as you kind of turn around and scan the coastline, you also see off the coast and it's, we're talking probably three quarters of a mile to a mile. Um, you do see a couple of ships uh, that appear to be moored off the, off the Island. 
but it's quite a ways off. It's not like they are here and took a rowboat in. Okay. Um, is this building in appear to be in good repair or is it uh, derelict? It no, it appears to be in very good repair. Okay. Um, I'm going to um, call down the cliff. Uh, let him know there's a few ships a mile off seem to be moored and an observatory up here. I also right. kind of what's that? All right, we hear you. Okay, 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 okay. Do do I see any other landmarks of islands or anything like that around that might give me a clue as to which of the small islands I might be on? Yeah, I mean, you see a few off in the distance. Um, you and they're sort of the you you get the idea. It it takes you a few minutes, but you kind of get the idea that you're on one of the kind of, uh, of the chain of islands, you're kind of in one of the southernmost ones. Okay. And how does that put me in relation to where you have me imagined originating from in the chain? From where you specifically came from? Yeah. Um, uh, probably, I mean, depending on the wind, a day or two sail. Does it appear that there's, you say that the building's in good repair. Do you, uh, uh, does it appear that it's anybody in residence? Uh, it's probably a pretty safe assumption, but you don't see anybody. Okay. But it's also, I mean, you would see signs of. Like food or. Well, like there's an outhouse like, that's a little ways away. That's that's not, you know, it's it's in pretty good repair. There are a couple right. of uh, kind of stock animals around, you know, things like that. That it's, you know, okay. Latest issue of Newsweek. Yeah, that's right. Car and driver. Um, ship and sailor. <clears throat> Scouts and more. I guess I'll go. Oh, and sword. Play, play heifer. Jesus. <laughs> Utters. Utters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slide back down uh, to talk to everybody. Uh, the observatory up there. Might be worth checking out before we go. What type of observatory? What is what is an observatory? Uh, it's something my people use to study the stars and the skies. Interesting. Help us navigate. I would be interested in seeing that. The, the but... people there tend to have a fair amount of knowledge as well. Did you see where there are people? Buildings in good shape. Fresh, fresh copy of Utter without the pages stuck together yet. You know, looks like somebody's there. All right. Well, I don't know how everyone feels about this, but 
I don't think we should be here very long. But if you have things that you can do here, Bright Axe, then let us let us go. It would be interesting to see if there was news of uh, Dobermiel and his efforts to pull together a fleet. All right. I feel like we should get back to the Blight quickly, though, so that we can speak with Feralt and see what his next part of his plan is. But I think we could take a day or two. Well, I think it might even just be a short trip up there. Talk to them, see what they know. Um, you know, many times the study of the stars leads to knowledge. I agree this could be of interest to us all, but should we not take care of these people and get them back? I do not think they'll fare well just sitting there in the caves. Yes, I believe that Rolthor is getting ready to uh, get them out of here. And with you that, did specify get them out of here means teleport yeah. them, right? Because I, I was going to say, with that, you see a flash come from the cave, and Wolfor comes out <laughs> wiping his hands off. <laughs> it says problem solved. <laughs> I mean, at this point, whatever. Hey, anybody hungry? <laughs> problem solved. Anyone hungry? Got some lovely right. roast pork. So we headed up. Headed up. Okay. So yeah, you guys I'm, head up to the top. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I would be happy to clamber back up and help hold a rope so it's easier for those who may not be quite so deft at climbing. Yeah, I think with you having uh, having kind of figured out the path and, and getting up there, it's, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to do. Um, you make it up to the top and begin to approach... Um, and bright act, well, bright acts make a perception check with with advantage because you kind of know what you're looking for. That is a ooh nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, you do notice like in the trees or what what few trees there are, um, in kind of different areas. You see scuff marks. You see kind of it's kind of the the Minotaur equivalent of private property signs is where they've kind of, you know, shoved their horns against the trees and kind of, you know, rooted against them and things like that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, well, shall we approach? If you think it is safe, then let's do it. Yeah, you know. Is there any way that be. we should, is there any way, anything we should do, like any proper way to <clears throat> advance Weakness is usually a, a trigger for my people. All right. It's a good thing. I think if, we, if you were to present yourself as weak, you would be seen as a uh, potential prize to be taken. All right. So everyone watch Otham. Make sure he looks stronger than he really is. <laughs> I do uh I do not think you will need much help. So you guys begin to approach and you see uh, when you get within about mm, probably 15 20 yards of it. So 45ish feet. 
um, you see the, the entryway, there's, there's kind of a double doored entryway and it opens wide. Now these are really large doors, right? Cause they're, this is a, this is a place, unlike many of the stone structures around here, this is a place built for Minotaur by Minotaur. So they're enormous doors. Think like barn doors. And they're standing. So, so three it's gotta Minotaur. be a barn reference. Huh? Got to be a barn well, reference. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to scale it for you. Just trying to scale it for you. These doors open, and you see what appears to be three relatively large minotaur. One is clearly larger than the others. Uh, Bright X, it's easy enough for you to see. This this appears to be like either either like a father and two sons type deal, or like a master and two apprentice type deal. But it's it's definitely there's a senior and then two lower. Um, but all of them look pretty strong uh, for what you take to be nerds. Right. Um, as you begin to approach, the the largest of the three kind of stamps his feet and and, and kind of blows out of his, his snout, um, which you take to be kind of the beginning of a challenge. Or fireball. Um, I will respond in kind um, with you know, trying not to be, you know, not necessarily demonstrating aggression, but, but kind of, I'm envisioning that uh, we have uh, almost like the ritual greeting sort of, 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 you know, the Minotaur is, uh, you know, some puff and bellow and maybe a horn lock and just sizing up each other. And, and so that's kind of my thought process. Yeah, and that's kind of where this is going. Is is he he stamps a little more. He kind of gives himself a couple of chest slaps, and then he's actually going to charge against. Him. Okay, I will um, slip into a controlled rage and meet him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so go ahead and make a strength check. Oof. Okay. Strength check, like save or check or just a check. Okay, that is a whopping thirteen. Cause I, yay, I, I rolled low too. It's okay. So almost the exact same. So you guys that are watching see these two dudes take off toward each other, right? And the two Minotaur that are left behind. They are armed, and they take up kind of defensive posture staring at you guys, and they are locked on the rest of the group. But these two just charge at each other and crack! Skull to skull just hit, and neither one of them has drawn a weapon, neither one of them has done anything, and it's like he says they lock horns. Uh, Go ahead and make another uh, strength check. Another 13. Because, yay, I'm rolling well. You did better than me, though. So um, I rolled natural, too. So you begin um, to push, and it's just head against head. And then you can tell he's starting to step back a little and puts his arms up on your shoulders and begins to kind of push back. Do one more strength check. All right. That's better. That's a 22. Yep. And so you... As he pushes, as he grabs your shoulders and begins to push back and you feel yourself slightly going back on, on the kind of the balls of your feet or the haunches of your hooves or whatever you've got down there, um, you just kind of come up with this well of energy and just, and he goes down almost to a knee without quite touching. 
and then he and then you feel him kind of back off and he just he he looks up at you and he kind of slaps some dust off of him again and he says just well met friend what brings you here greetings i am brydax skull crusher i have uh found my way here by accident my party and i have have traveled here uh intending for another target but we're cast this way by a tangle in the web Hmm. uh, before we move on we were hoping to get some information of what's going on here in the adamantines and the greater world if you know anything and these whelps who are with you they can hold their own from the outside they may look weak but they indeed have their own teeth and horns He takes By the way, watch kind of... that one. He really likes to play with fire. <laughs> and he has literal horns. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if it's just information you want, you're welcome. Come, come. And he motions to the two behind him, and they, they just kind of open up and, and lead the way in. And you would know this is kind of he's at once kind of asserted himself against you um, to kind of tell you, Hey, take it easy. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're a stranger. He's, he's basically, you've said you're lost. He's basically treating you like someone who's been shipwrecked. He's going to lend you aid unless he feels like he can take advantage of you. And then he probably would, but you would know that that's kind of norm for the culture. Right. So as you guys, I'm assuming everybody follows him in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so as you guys enter, um, you enter into a really large chamber. Like it's outside, and then it's inside, and you're in the observatory. And it's um, it's think of a kind of typical observatory, but a little more medieval up, a little more steampunked up. Um, and there are kind of gadgets everywhere. Uh, in one corner of the room, there's a big wall full of books that are oversized for you. I mean, everything here is built to a Minotaur's um, kind of uh, uh, size. So it's you know the tables are built really large not quite giant large but really large you know if Cronthed were to hop up in a chair first of all he'd have to climb up into the chair and then his little feet would be hanging over and just down like there is no hope of them touching the, that kind of thing um you the books are all come in half gallons oh. yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> um but you guys you guys managed to walk in there and you see there are a couple of other minotaur in there who are a little bit scrawnier who bright actually immediately think well i could take these fuckers like that's just where your brain goes. Um, but you also realize that, you know, given where you are, these are probably some of the, some of the nerdier bulls. Nerdy bulls. Yeah. yeah nerdy bulls. <laughs> and as you walk in, um, the, uh, one of the, one of the, ones that had been with you outside kind of walks over the side of the room uh, and brings over a couple of, of, you know, a few tankards of ale, probably one for each of you. Uh, again, they're really large. Like Krantha, it's it's like a two-hander for Krantha if he chooses to drink it. Like it's a big, um, and for the rest of you, they're, you know, 
think of instead of like a pint, think of like a really like oversized Stein. And for Bright Axe, it's just, you know, a beer or an ale. I must admit, Bright Axe, for the legends that you one hears of Minotaurs, seeing you and that other Minotaur crush your heads against one another, it is far more fearsome than what my imagined could have come up with. And for my people, that was relatively tame. That's <laughs> just saying hello. I'm duly impressed, and the legends speak poorly of you. Well, perhaps, Sprinter, if you hang around with some Minotaur a little longer, you may see more legends fulfilled. <laughs> as, they, as long as they don't get a taste for cats, I'm good. <laughs> so what is your plan here, Brydax? You seem to have a mission. Uh, no great mission. Just seems like all we, you know, we keep trying to find information about what's going on with the world and what's going on um, around us and seemed like coming here to this observatory before we left might have been a good way to do that. And the largest of the Minotaur kind of is there as well. And he says, so about that, you said you sought information. Yes. What of it? Um, the first question that comes to my mind is, uh, we know of a Minotaur that has come here to the Isles to raise a fleet. Have you heard of this or any news? Do you speak of Dobramil or do you speak of the fleet admiral? I speak of Dobramil. Ah. Uh, he has sailed south. The fleet is being raised as you speak, but he has sailed south. He took a, a small contingent to try and help at Lon Lillian. At Lon Lillian? Yes. Okay. Do we know what was going on at Lon Lillian? Um, you know that there was a major engagement there and something about a Kraken. Oh. Oh, we can take those. <laughs> <laughs> Um, interesting. Now, do you know anything of the greater world at this point? Have you heard anything of this black army that threatens our world? I've heard not but rumors. You'd be better off talking to one of the captains about that. And you know, the, the captains in this society, I mean, obviously they're ship captains. Um, they're kind of held in the high guard. They're the best traveled. Some, you know, and they kind of rotate. Some will, some will sail out and spend, you know, a fortnight or a few months reaving, and then they come in and they kind of refurbish the ships. And the next what set will go out. So there's always some that are kind of in home port, kind of on watch, and there's always some that are out. Right. Please forgive um, me, large fellow, but I must interject. How is it that you minotaurs rule yourselves? Is there one in charge of you, or <clears throat> makes these decisions? Well, it just depends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually, we're in different clans. Each clan chief leads the fleet of the clan. Um, oftentimes, like in my clan, Margrath's Fist, 
Um, the, the, the chief held our, um, oh, hang on, notes. <laughs> See here, uh, the chief Margrath um, was the, the captain of like the, the, the primary fleet in the vessel and his children were the, the captains of the other main ships in our fleet. My father, Haldar One-Eye, was the first mate of Margrath's ship, the Bovine Fury. Hmm. So how many clans do these Minotaurs have, approximately? There's many. Um, I'm not even sure if we all know how many there are. It's These adamantine isles are widespread. Um, and there's clans throughout. Sometimes another clan, uh, one clan will break off of another. Sometimes clans will merge. And you are so masters at the sea as well, if I'm correct, right? That's what we do, yes. Hmm. And do you ever work with others? Or is it strictly by clans? On occasion. On occasion. There have been times when a great clan leader will bring clans together. It's not common, but it's happened. And it begins to happen now. This fleet admiral, I don't know his name, but he sails the aisles, building, building the fleet both from the ground up, from the, the ah, crap, what's the the keel up what is what's the yeah. first thing you lay on a yeah the keel. keel the keel builds it both from the keel up and brings brings the other ship to the island together and he's working with dobermeal dobermeal works for him whatever this evil is that they know about whatever it is that comes they're all in they've declared total war I have one more question to ask you if, it's a, if I can. But when it comes to war and sailing, how comfortable would you be sailing in the skies? I mean, if it's got a sail, we can sail it, but that's not our normal domain. But and you would be better than most. My pride wouldn't allow me to be otherwise. Bright X, you got hooked on a, on a word when he said total war. It's kind of like the word jihad or or other kind of kind of words. With when someone when someone declares something like that and starts to raise a fleet behind him, it it basically it's it's holy war. Shit's going down. Gotcha. So that's that's a little, um, you know, for someone like you or in your culture, it's it's at once, you know. An exciting prospect, but also the scariest thing you've heard in a while. Mm -hmm. And you would know so, that means children, women, ev everything is toward a war effort. So this, this total war aimed towards the invading armies? The fleet admiral has decreed it, but he's still working on the alliances. It hasn't... Uh, well, as, uh, you know, as you know, you've got to pull together a force to be able to wage this total war. Yes. But yes, it's against outsiders and 
Lon Lillian was apparently a major blow to this part of the world. And while the elves, my understanding is the elves still stand, but it was bad. Hmm. I believe the elves be somewhat weak. They've stayed on their own too long. They have not gone out into the world and become part of the world. And in their solitude, they've grown weak. I do not think they will hold long. Well, according to them, it's they were consolidating their strength. Two sides of the same coin, perhaps. Happy, what is this uh, bull's name we're talking with? I forgot. Yeah, I was to... afraid you were going to ask me that. Um... <laughs> it's Biff. Just make it simple. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is. Uh, he, he's uh, Moon Biff. Seeker. A oh, Moon Seeker. That's good. I like that. Well, Moon Seeker. I uh, unrelated to the to the outer world. I have a question. Um, I have kind of been set on a path of trying to seek out a relic of our people. Have you heard any news of the lantern? He takes a long pause and kind of leans back. Well... I have, in fact. It was recently brought back to the islands and uh, put under lock and key. Was it brought back by Dobermeal? It was. Interesting. Any idea where in the islands that they've locked it up? I don't, I am not privy to that information, but it would be a safe assumption to think that it would be with Clan Artash, of which he belongs. A R R T O S S H. Interesting. They're in the large island to the west. And when he says large island, it's kind of like Hawaii. It's like, you know, saying, hey, they're on the big island. Gotcha. You, you, would, you would know what that means. Right. Well, Cromthed Croker, any information that you might think to ask of Moonseeker here before we move on? Did not right now at this time. Well, in that case, then Moonseeker, I appreciate your uh, hospitality. Raise the mug and be well. We will take our leave. And you. 
Moonseeker, may I ask, uh, at some point, if I would decide to come visit you and see how this area works and your people, would you allow me to stay for a short while? I might be able to learn a lot from you. He thinks long and hard. And he looks at his at the other Minotaur and he looks at some of the, the thinner ones and he says, you'd have to prove yourself and you'd have to earn your keep. I would expect nothing less. Bradax, you would know that has a much deeper meaning as they would fuck with this guy like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you need or are you hitting the road? We will take our leave. Be well and may the winds carry you home. And you. All right, so you guys walk out. Where are you going to head now? Brightaxe, what was that about the lantern? Well, the axe that I have is part of a set of items that belonged to a legendary king of the Reavers. Yes, I think I remember you saying, telling me about that once. Yes. Uh, um, when last we spoke to Dobermiel, he knew not of the lantern's location. Really? Apparently he does now. He also has a sextant that was once in the possession of the Reaver King. It's my understanding that if the three are brought together, um, there's a great deal of power to be had. So if he, had, if he had two of the items, why would he have left one here? That's a really good question. Since he why knows he would leave the it in my possession. Well, the question I have is if he had two, then why would he leave the axe in my possession? Hmm. Unless somehow it served his purpose. Do we know this, for sure this Dobermiel is your enemy? Well, at one point I considered him so. I don't... Has he always been motivated towards himself or his people? Well, part of what brought him out into the forefront was that he, uh, he took some coin to start a war between two human kingdoms by stealing a bridesmaid. It was the bridesmaid, right? <laughs> it, was, it was the bride. <laughs> it was the bride. Yeah. Sorry, the bride. <laughs> Stealing the bride of one of the kingdoms. Um, doesn't seem to me to be necessarily the best idea for his people. Unless the money was particularly good. But it's hard to say. Croker, make a perception check for me. Well, golly! 
Hey, it's awesome. Hey, gosh, so good to see his face here today. What's up, guys? It's nice to see him not in a hospital room. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. So as you're staring at the sky, um, you, you think for a second you see something kind of flitter away, um, but you're not quite sure what, what it is you spotted. There was, there was something just up there. We're being you watched. don't feel any particular danger. You don't feel anything particular. It doesn't give you like the heebie-jeebies or anything. You just, something caught your eye. We're being watched. <clears throat> From above. Okay. Where are you guys headed? Well, we're saying we needed to head to the Blight quickly. I'm not sure of what else we could accomplish here. I don't think we're ready to take on all of Clan Artosh to get the uh, the lantern from them. Nor does I think it really benefit our purposes. Hey, Chappie, what time of day is it, and what's it like outside? Um, where you are is kind of I don't know, kind of probably four o'clock ish. You got to kind of get the feel of. Okay. Um, you are tired though think kind of jet lagged it's, it's your your bodies think it's like pushing nine or ten but when you teleported you teleported to the other side of the continent right so you, you kind of jump from like boston to sacramento type well, I, was, I was more asking is there the possibility of me dropping back behind the guys a little bit hiding in the shadows and scanning the sky above for what could be following us you can do whatever you'd like well, I just didn't know if there was enough shadow to do that. Yeah, I mean, there would be. You're, you're in a Old place, especially up between all the rock and, and okay. the few trees that there are. I mean, you'd be able to make something of that. Go so ahead and make Cro a stealth roll. When Croker says that, I'm just going to drop back behind and do shadow step. Okay. Wait, I don't know if that would work. It says dim light or darkness, so no, that wouldn't work. Yeah, I'll just do a stealth. Okay. Twenty-one. Okay. And what is it you're looking for? Well, he mentioned that he saw something fly overhead out of the corner of his eye. So now I'm going to spend most of my time hiding, drop back behind them, and see if my like probably about forty or fifty feet, and scan the sky above and see if I can find something that might be following the group. Okay. Make a perception that. check. <clears throat> Eighteen. So you see, I mean, amongst other things, you see some large kind of game bird type things. Uh, they're of a mm -hmm. type you haven't seen before. Um, you also see, what'd you say you got an eighteen? Yeah. Yeah, off in the distance. So you, you, your attention is immediately grabbed by these birds that are kind of flying off the coastline, um, and they're larger. It's it's hard to tell from this distance. They're significantly larger than like seagulls or something. They're I would say significantly larger than like eagles. They're not quite large enough to ride, but they're big birds. Um, and you, you're immediately kind of taken with those, going, "Oh, he just saw whatever these things are." And they present. You don't you don't perceive them to present any threat or anything like that. And as you're just getting ready to kind of throw the towel in and start walking away, you do notice as well two kind of humanoid somethings off a little bit even further in the distance. Mm -hmm. um, they appear to be, well, like I said, they're humanoid, but they have wings kind of coming off of them. And there's, there's 
two, maybe three of them. That are, it's far enough off in the distance, it's difficult to tell, but they're definitely kind of, you know, circling. Uh, but they're in the sky flying around. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to uh, sneak up to the guy's side, continuing my stealth, and try to catch uh, Croker's attention to get him closer by so I can tell him what I see. Okay. So, same just... thing. I mosey on over. Kroka, should I move on up ahead to check out what's going on, or should I stay with the group? I don't like the looks of it, so move ahead. <clears throat> okay. Give me a whistle if you need me back, and then I'm going to run on up ahead. There you go. Are we heading back down to the beach? Uh, unless you guys tell me otherwise, that was my impression, yes. Guys? I don't see any reason to to tarry. Okay. All right. So as you guys get to the edge of this and, and kind of start spider climbing your way down, um, Croker, when he, once he zoomed you in on these things, you, you had an easy enough time seeing them. Um, they appear to you to almost be like, they remind, they remind you of uh, Arakakras, except like featherless. It's, like, it's almost like they're scaled versions of that. They're not necessarily reptiles. It's, it's hard to tell from the giraffe, but they're not... They're very strange looking and they keep their loop has become, they're not quite circling you, but they're doing like this oval type loop that brings them in slightly closer to you every time they swoop in. Is it kind of like, do I recognize like they're doing a search pattern or do they definitely see us in there? Um, make a survival check or a nature check, Ooh. whichever one's better for you. Uh, that's uh, oh, I'll make a nature check. Okay, <laughs> sounds encouraging. Uh, no, 13. 13. Yeah, it's difficult to tell. Um, they could be you're not sure if they're just hunting or if they're kind of coming closer in on you. If we move, I say we move stealthily. Try to keep to cover as best as possible. So, um, before Croker said that, um, I was already probably heading for the water. Um, as we were getting ready to leave, I wanted to get an opportunity to take a dip in the uh, in the waters of of my home islands. So I'm probably already heading out to the beach. That's fine. Okay. He's just another minotaur on an island of minotaurs. We are the ones that stand out. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. All right. Sorry. Hang on, guys. This, uh, it didn't save my thing. God damn it. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. So you guys continue to um, to head down. Are you just headed back toward the cave, or are you looking to camp for the night, or what are you trying to do? Real quick here, Alex, did you say you had a way of teleporting us back? Uh, if we wanted to go immediately, yes. I have the scroll, but we might want to 
hold on to it if we can spend the night. Well, how else are we going to get back halfway across the world, though? Oh, I got gotcha. you to wait for. Rolthor can, Rolthor can do tomorrow. it. Let's save it then. Might as well. Okay. So is the plan to bed down and then teleport out in the morning, or what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you guys going to do – what are you going to do? Are you going to sleep in that cave? Um, is there probably the best option. Is there any place dry to sleep, or is it all wet? Uh, there would be some dry spots you could find. There are kind of okay. some areas that are higher than others. Okay. Where the teleportation circle is is pretty wet, but... Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll take a shift of watching. Yeah, let's, okay. set a, let's set a watch. Okay. So, Koka, who, who would you want to watch? You seem to be the most perceptive of the group. Oh, we all are. Rolthar needs to sleep. Is anybody else in desperate need of healing? That need the rest? We just had a long rest, kind of. Yeah, I think we healed up last time. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I just think Rolthar needs to is the main guy that needs to get the most rest, since uh, he's the one with the spell. But I think we need a double watch because I don't like the flights. This group keeps on getting closer and closer to us. I'll so. be happy to be part of first watch. All right. I will watch with the Minotaur. I'll do second watch with all of them. Okay. So, uh, I'm sorry, who was first watch? It was who and who? Bright axe Hunter and Bright Axe. Okay. All right. So um, go ahead. And so everybody else kind of beds down. Uh, when you say you're taking watch, are you staying in the cave? Are you walking out? Like, what are you doing? I would probably tend to sneak out and kind of scout around a little bit and keep okay. a watch probably about 15 to 20 feet off in the shadows away from the cave entrance while Bright Axe I'm assuming Bright Axe is staying near the cave entrance. Um, my my thought would be just, you know, in that whole reminiscing about the home thing is is trying to position myself so I can watch the sunset kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, so, so I'll, right. I'll stay close. Outside if, the cave, but... If he goes farther far out, it. I'll stay closer in. Okay. All right, easy enough. So go ahead and both of you make perception checks. Hey, that's pretty good. Well, wow, that's, that's awesome. It. I rolled a natural one. Nine. I got I got a twenty. Good deal. You Glad. got a twenty and Sprinter got a what? Nine. A nine? Okay. So Bright Axe, you actually seem to notice um you, you finally after looking for like an hour while you guys were walking, you finally notice those those humanoid things that are flying around. They are still there. Um it almost appears to you like they are looking for something. Now, you don't know if that something is you or if it's something else, um, but they, they do appear to be somehow searching for something. Okay. Okay. So your watch kind of kind of goes on well into the night um, and passes without much in the way of uh, other, other than keeping an eye on them until, until you can't see them anymore because the sun goes down. Um, 
other than that, there's really nothing, nothing right home about. Okay. We'll pass on the information to the next group. Mm-hmm. Okay. About Who's in that next group? Othman Cronthed. Othman Cronthed. All right. So you guys do the same thing. Kind of. Are you outside? Are you inside? Where are you? Uh, probably right inside the uh, cave entrance. Okay. Yeah, the same thing. I mean, I'm I'm going to stay with Cronthed. I don't think. Well, I, you know what? I could probably go out a little bit, maybe ten or fifteen yards, just kind of around the entrance. Okay. All right. So no conversation then. So what? Um, well, go ahead and make perception checks. I got an eighteen. Okay. I got a twenty-seven. 27. Okay. Not 20. So, Kronthet, as you're looking out, you know, and, and you have kind of a limited range of view, um, but you do notice as, as you're looking out the ships that were out there, um, you could see them easier now because they have lanterns and lights. They're kind of a little bit lit up. And so it's, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's, it's easier to hone in on them than it had been during the day. Um, also, the way the voices carry across the water, you can hear, um, you know, you can hear somebody on deck just giving orders, and it's typical ship stuff. It's you know, do this, do that. Um, but it's definitely it's a it's a it's a ship that's very full of people. Um, you take by the kind of tenor of their voice that it's Minotaur. Um, but what they're doing appears to be pretty mundane ship stuff. They're not they're not searching. They're not on any kind of mission. Uh, they're still moored kind of in place. Um, it's almost like they're they're on some sort of watch or something, or they're protecting, you know, like a channel or an inlet or something. Um, but you do, you know, that that's just the kind of main thing that kind of comes to your attention. Um, Otham, you said you were in the twenties, you were 20 something. Seven, 27. Yeah. 27. 27. Okay. So you go out and you pick up on the same thing. Um, that it's definitely, you know, the ship is, is, is out there making a decent amount of noise. That's just carrying funny. Um, and you, you feel a slight breeze, and it's really quick, and you realize that it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a breeze like the wind. It was a breeze like, wow, something just flew by you really fast. Um, you kind of take a look up in the air, take a look around, and you catch just the tail end of, of something that buzzed, that buzzed you um, and realize that it's, it's, it's booking pretty good, and it kind of flies out in a southerly direction and kind of loops back around and then it kind of arcs toward the ships and kind of circles the ships for a second. And then it comes back towards you guys and you're basically just watching it the entire time. And this takes a couple of minutes. Um, but it's, it's looking at, it's, it's hard to say if it's the ships that it's focused on or you guys or the observatory that's up top, but there's something up here that's got its attention. Okay. Thank you. All right, and your shift then kind of finishes without uh, without any other excitement. Uh, last, I assume to be Rolthor and who's left? Croker. Yep, Croker. Okay. Yep. All right, samesies. So, where are you going to be? Uh, just uh, mm-hmm. 
not going too far out, staying within within cover to observe without being observed as best possible. Okay. I go outside the cave for a little bit. Okay. Both of you make perception checks. Chappy, I'm going to just take a short rest and 19. wake up. Last group. Did you say 19? Is that what you said? Okay. Nine. And roll four? Fifteen. Okay. All right. So same thing. It's kind of the ship kind of takes up the bulk of your um, – the bulk of your interest, it just is, it's the thing that kind of jumps out at you as you get a little bit bored with the rest of your, um, the rest of your watch. You guys don't have any other kinds of encounters or anything like that. Um, and the night passes into morning with relative ease. Um, you do roll Thor. You said you were going out a little ways. Um, you do notice kind of up the beach as morning rolls on, uh, as the sun comes up, you see, uh, the remnants, it's kind of like smoke. It's the remnants of a fire. Um, can I, uh, it's the okay. remnants of a fire yeah. somewhere up the beach, but you take it to be a, a decent distance away. Okay. Nothing close by. Then. Uh, no, nothing close by. And it it must be either kind of on the other side of a hill or a rise or something, or the guys at night probably would have seen the actual fire. All right. You just notice smoke. Okay. All right. So morning has come. Uh, you guys take a minute to kind of grab a quick meal, grab a breakfast or whatever. Um, and the day is yours. Well, I would say uh, to... last night there was a party on the boat over there. Hmm. Did you hear anything of what they were doing? No, not really. It just sounded like they were barking orders at each other and such, like uh, like you do on a ship. But it was, you know, middle of the night, and they were all very active. So, and something something was watching either them or us or this observatory because something buzzed me, like it flew by. I couldn't see it. I felt it more than I saw it but I was able to track it once it was gone and it was looping out over around them and then coming back over towards us and over towards them. So I don't know what it's watching. Well, evidently it's watching both. Um, I don't know if it's watching us or the observatory. So that, that's got me kind of curious. So Chappie, it's got me kind of, tweaked the idea that they would be very active and shouting orders on a boat in the middle of the night. Um, is that something that would be unusual for Brightax to know, though? I mean... I mean, it would depend. If they were getting ready to move out and they wanted to leave at kind of first light type of thing, That it might be absolutely normal. Um, okay. And as you kind of look out there, you notice what was um, two boats is now one. Okay. So it appears that one of them did leave. Uh, you don't you don't see it, so parts unknown. But interesting. Well, if our 
if our business is done here for now. It appears to be. I would be curious to see what Ferrots has for us and what he is doing with the with the logic razor, which we still need to return to him. Do we? Um, he, he doesn't have the logic razor yet. I know. Do we have the ability yeah. to to reach out to the Dobermeal to find out what, if anything, he needs from us, or are we just at the mercy of time to, to wait to figure it out? As far as I know, I have no way of contacting him. Uh, well, do I know him? <laughs> I mean, you would know him, yeah, because we talked to him Did we? Okay. in Sarthea. Yeah, you, uh, at or the Blight, Sarthea, actually. At the Blight, yeah. Yeah, you met him at, at the Blight. He was there with Farrell. I could message him and see if he would respond. It just seems if we're if we're here, and he had some need of us, it might be beneficial before we popped out. Also, Rolthor, is it possible for you to be able to bring us back here if we needed to come back here? Like, could you learn mm. the teleportation circle? Well, the teleportation circle takes a while to create. If I'm understanding correctly. Well, no, there, there's yeah. one here. You said there's one here in the cave. Oh, there's one. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, would, we can do the same one. Just thinking if we learn the pattern, that's one more place we could go. And if we had to come back here, it'd be a far sight faster than trying to travel by either airship or regular ship. Yeah, I can bring us back. So he takes a few minutes to go in and just kind of sketch, um, sketch the uh, teleportation circle, uh, and then he's ready to go. Got to write down the address. That's right. Return to Senda. Maybe I should ask Dobermeel now before we head back, just in case. Or do we want to go back and see if he's there already? Could be. I don't know. Well, let's go back and see if he's at the Blight, and if he's not, then I can send a message. Okay. Um, so I assume you're going to go ahead and spend your slot and make the jump? Sure. Okay. So you guys all step into the circle, um, and, you know, he does his, his whammy and... This time, um, you don't get the bends. You don't get any kind of spikes of pain or anything weird. Um, it's just almost like a little pop. And you find yourself standing in a, a relatively large chamber. Um, it is one you're very familiar with. It's the teleportation circle that is in your kind of home in the blight. Um, I don't know that you guys named the place, but you're home. Yay. All right, and are there people around, or did we? Uh, did they? What's his name? The guy we met. I seem to be looking at the wrong notes. 
I didn't bring my notebook, but yeah, the guy we it's left okay. to take care of our house. Yeah, to answer your question, yes, he he did. Um, he is not there, uh, but there is a handful of staff that he has hired on your behalf. So there are two or three people kind of running around, and you realize immediately that, I mean, they're running around like they own the place, um, or like they have the run of the place, I should say. Um, yeah. But there's something as you as you kind of walk out of that teleportation chamber, um, as you as you look around a little bit, one of them goes, oh. Oh, oh, I'll be right back. I'll be right back and runs. And a few minutes later, he comes back with Meep, who he's run to get. And you see Meep is just covered in grease and grime and doesn't look like he's slept in three days. Like, he just doesn't look like he's taking very good care of himself. Um, hey, 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 guys, how's it going? Uh, where you, where you, how long have you guys been gone? Like two days. Whoa! Wow, it feels like it's been a lot longer than that. And I reach down and grab a a uh, small cask of some strange liquid that you see me start to guzzle some more of, and I wipe my mouth clean. Wow, I've been working really hard. It's it's been great. I feel like I'm making progress, but man, I think I may need to take a nap here soon. Well, you look pretty pretty ragged. Is there anything that you've been working on that is interesting? Oh, yeah. I got a ton of great things. You guys got to come over and check some of this out. I mean, I'm not going to bore with it now because I got a couple few more tweaks to do. But when I'm done, we're going to have some class act stuff. Have you not slept since we left? Uh, I think I fell asleep standing up about three hours ago. But then some rat jumped on me, and that woke me up, kind of freaked me out, and I piddled on the floor, so I had to go clean that up. But then after that, I, I've been pretty good. No, I haven't slept much at all. I kind of get in the zone, you know? Once I'm there, it's just there's so much to do. But what would you guys find out? Well, what did we find out? Nothing. <laughs> Alphatrag's messed up. <laughs> That's what we found out. Alphatrag is not like we left it. Oh, hey, while you guys were gone, I did take the, the opportunity to hire some guys to come in and kind of fancy up our, like, battle room. So we got some areas you guys can practice some stuff. Oh, my gosh. Ba Bright Axe, you're going to love this. I got a whole sand pit for you to get into. I'm already gone. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, I'll catch up. I'll catch up. I've been wanting to try that with you. All right, Meep, roll a percentile die for me. Um, I've got to find that. I don't have access to my dice tonight, so I'm boom. Roll it. Alex is trying to give him some to you. I rolled a 10. Rolled a 10? <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, like a 10. Oh, yep. Okay. Like a 10. Okay. All right. So Meep is just kind of, you know, some of what he says, he's jumping from, from subject to subject, kind of what he, some of what he says is making sense. Some of it's not. Um, but he, you know, he's just, he's clearly exhausted himself. He's very tired. Yes. Me, otherwise, might be otherwise good to bed. go. Why don't you, why don't you take a break now that we're back? Uh, but, okay. Okay. But yeah, you got to take some sleep, little buddy. I'm so close to finishing this project. You guys, you guys, you guys are gonna... And I drop. I pick him up. 
I'm going to take him over to his room <laughs> and gently place him down so he can sleep. Very I nice. just want you to know I am I am a kobold who has not slept for 48 hours, so you will want to carry me far as away from your nose as you can. <laughs> and I've been drinking that, that elixir that keeps me awake, so... Yes, so his lips are purple uh, <laughs> from the elixir. The elixir of dew. Well, yes. I am a purple kobold, so that does make some sense. Well, they're a different <laughs> color of purple. As you walk in his room, you notice there are a variety of things, which you would have expected to be in his lab, but they're not in his lab. They're in his room. It's like he's trying to hide them or something. Uh, there's one that appears to be a gun, but it's got – there are parts kind of laying all over. It looks like he's taken apart three different guns and have tried to kitbash them back together into like some super gun. But to your uneducated eyes, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, and you'll also notice that my bed does have a nice charred burnt mark. On yeah. The- yeah, he's messed some stuff up. Um, he's also got some just some stuff kind of sloshed all over the place. Um, and he, he's, he's, you got the impression he went from one project to another project and then went, oh, and like his brain is moving faster than his hands are. And so he starts jumping between projects. Um, so he's got like three or four things started, but nothing's quite finished yet. But he's 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 been busy. Gotcha. All right. So you guys are going to see Feralt, or you're going to see someone else? Yeah, if he's available. Okay. Or we looking All right. for Dobermeal. We are looking to see if Dobermeal is here. Yes. I'll pop back up at this point. Hey guys, you should see the 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 workout room. Meep's not lying. He really. Added some pretty cool stuff to that. You see, Brad X is sweating through his 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 you know his tunic and whatnot. He's got some freshly bloody knuckles. He's he's looking like he's enjoyed himself. Oh yeah, it's great. All right, you guys head to the pyramid. I was gonna pull up a map, so maybe we come back. I have a map of the stuff I put in, so I'm gonna pull up. So you guys take the short walk over to the pyramid. Uh, it is there that you come across some Reaper monks. Uh, you see a few, a handful here and there along the way. You see a lot of those little nasty goblin fuckers. Um, you see a handful of bugbear. There are different people. They're all just kind of out at about doing work. Uh, some are hauling equipment. Um, some are hauling food. You know, there's there's a lot of, of different things going on in the city. Um, you do notice as you approach the pyramid, um, there, there was a relatively large structure that had been off to the west of it. Um, that is just rubble now. It is gone. And in its place sits this lightning locomotive that you guys stole. Um, but it's kind of in like large pieces, like it's being actively taken apart. Um, and you see a lot of, of different types of creatures, uh, a handful of kobold couple of dwarves it's it's really kind of a mixed bag um they're taking apart you could tell meep it would well meep's not there but it would it would be obvious to you guys they're taking it apart to reverse engineer it um you walk up into the pyramid uh you're stopped at the door by one of the bears of the paul um who once he gets a look at rolthor and Otham, um has a couple of words with them uh, and once you say you're looking for Feralt, he tells you he's unavailable. 
but he's kind of got this look in his eye um, that is not difficult to read at all. He's totally there at somewhere. I say to the better of the Paul, uh, we need to see him immediately. We have information and we need, we need other information. And I know you probably don't have the uh, authority. So if you need to, we can just say that we overpowered you and forced you to tell us <laughs> where he is. Or we can just do that. Yeah, he's my dad. I'm going to go see him. So make, uh, make an intimidation check with advantage. Because I got help from my friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I rolled a 19. Let me see. 21. Yeah. Yeah. He's duly intimidated. He, oh, oh. Okay. Well, I, I, well, I, I can't let you in, but I can take you. Uh, follow me. And Thank you. He <laughs> just starts to lead the way. Um, you guys walk through a variety of, of different types of passageways and whatnot. As you'll remember, much of it is black, like almost, almost like it's onyx. Uh, it's really highly polished black. Um, instead of going down this time, though, uh, like you had gone the last time, um, they actually take you into the room where you had first he had first received you. It was kind of a larger like throne room type room. Takes you back behind the, the receiving area to a little door, kind of clicks it open and kind of a, a back passageway leads you to some stairs and you go up the stairs um, and you go up for quite a ways. You climb quite a few stairs. Uh, you get to the top, you feel like, oh my gosh, got to be at the apex of this pyramid. And you basically are um, where you meet two more guards um, who are kind of on either side of a large door. Um, the door oddly appears to be made of onyx as well. Like it's almost, it's, it's almost like it's um, just got like a, a onyx veneer on it or something like that. Like it just, it, it's difficult to tell there's a door there except for the two guards and the door knob. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's, it's just odd looking to you. Before we, get all the way, before we get all the way up to the guards, I will say, you can go down now so that you don't have to be seen. And as You don't even finish your sentence, and he is booking ass down. Oh, damn, I was going to punch him before he left. <laughs> just to give him something to, you know. Nope, he's it. good. Damn. Um, you get to the top of these stairs, um, and these two Reaper monks, and you can tell these by the way these guys hold themselves, they know their business. They kind of cross their um, their halberds, and they just begin to give you shit when you hear very clearly Feralt's voice just kind of ring out, oh, just let them in. And they pull back and open the door and let you in. I kind of look at them both like, really? Yeah. Dicks. Yeah, I just kind of glare at them as they go by. I don't even look at them. Not even give them the time of day. All Seven right, seconds. you guys walk in, and the chamber that you walk into, it's it's kind of it's it's basically it's Feralt's personal apartments. And as you walk in, it's it's not enormous by any stretch, um, but it's not you know it's not small. It's kind of like the ground floor of like your house, um, but without any walls. It's kind of that size. So it's a, it's a decent size area. There's a bed off to one side. It's, there's kind of personal effects everywhere. Um, the onyx that makes up the pyramid, actually, you can see through the one side of it and look out onto the city. 
So it's one of those things from the outside, if you're looking up, it just looks like the pyramid, but from the inside, you're looking out and down on everybody. Uh, it's a rather commanding view. Uh, Ferrell is kind of propped up in his bed and he's just very casually sitting there kind of staring at you. And he's kind of got just a little bit of a smirk on his face. Um, you see him make a couple of hand motions um, and, and that's about it. What, what brings you? Do I, do we, when he makes his hand motions, I mean, do we see his lips move? Do I notice anything that it looks like he's casting a spell of some sort or anything like that? Make a perception check. I, I think I would have noticed that. I think I would have noticed that too. I mean, can I give him yeah, an sure. advantage on that? Uh, oh, good. I need advantage. Roll individually. Oh. <laughs> I got a four. You got a four? And, 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 and what shit. was that? Which which check? Perception? Yes. Perception. You are muted, sir. You are still muted, sir. The IT guys figure out how to unmute. When I rolled the virtual die, it went behind the dice icon on my screen. Like, that's no good. Why would you let it rest there? So um, you doing it? Uh, yeah, it, it looks kind of like he cast spell, but you did not recognize which spell. Um, but nobody like felt anything. Nobody felt like a tingle or a whammy or anything like that. So not what until can we I do speak and have to tell the truth. Here we go. <laughs> what can I do for you boys? Well, we have a few questions and. Uh, some ideas you've okay. been you've been off running around somewhere we came back and you weren't here how did the engine go the engine. the engine's still being deconstructed but i thank you for bringing it to me you've done a tremendous job you didn't happen to get anything with the um with the allset spheres did you uh no uh, what spheres? Alset, A L S E T, Tesla backwards. They're the big electrical spheres that fucked you guys up the one time. No. Okay. <laughs> if you come across any in your travels, we could surely use some. What is your hope for the uh, the lightning engine? I uh, it appears that they are trying to figure out how it works. Uh, they are trying to do that and reproduce it. My hope is to move meta material as needed as quickly as possible. The war is coming. Perhaps you heard Lon Lillian was hit recently. The elves survived, but uh, only just. Yes, we heard that. Were you there to help? I was not. I was trying to cover your backs a little bit. Are you aware you're being hunted? Always. 
Hunted by whom? There is a servant of the Black Dragon named Lucius. He's been bound to the Black Dragon. He's a planetar. He's been bound to the Black Dragon by means that I didn't know of until recently. And I think you guys have made yourselves known enough that he's, he's looking for you. My understanding based on the information I've gathered is that the dragon sees the little one and he looks around and realizes Meep isn't there. Is the little one gone? No, Meep is in our home. A little overworked. He passed out. He's resting. Keep an eye on that one. He's the target. Uh, the black dragon sees what he's done as a betrayal. Gotcha. What of Dobermiel? We heard he took some ships to help out in Mon Lillian. Uh, that is my understanding. We haven't had recent communication. He went to help the Grand Admiral of the fleet to raise the fleet, to raise the Orok Titans to the best they've ever been to help put together the clans and the sail against the black dragon. Um, but Dobermiel is certainly a man of your people. When he heard there was a fight at Lon Lily and he couldn't resist. That's the last I've heard of him. Hmm. He looks at Rolthor. Do you have it? I look back at him and tell him, no, I do not have it. Make a deception check. I will do that. It's the one thing I'm good at. Hey, I can give you something. 28. He's good. He's good. I'm okay. Okay. 28. Good. good. He kind of cocks an eyebrow at you and has just a tiny smirk and says, all right. Well, if you happen to find it, just know it may be one of the best things that could happen to you. The logic razor will have a significant effect on the planetar's bindings. What exactly is a planetar? Right. Why is that important? Because if this Lucius is who I think he is, he's literally bound by the black dragon. And if you can... If you can shatter those bindings, he could be turned to a powerful ally. But he's literally enslaved by the dragon and cannot deny him. A planetar, to answer your question, you little one, a planetar is almost like a... Oh, like an archangel-type figure. Not divine, but a servant of the divine. They're... Very tough. They're very powerful. And for the black dragon to have bound one and sent it to this world, well, that tells you probably all you need to know about the dragon. But his bindings are forged of chaos magic, and it is my belief that the logic razor uh, being forged in math and science and, 
and the study of all things natural may have an abnormal effect on those bindings. You might be able to shatter them if you can spark the logic razor. Well, if we find one, I'll figure out how to spark it. Mm -hmm. Who would be the uh, most ad advantageous to use a logic razor? What type whoever of the whoever the smartest amongst you is has the best chance. Well, that is of why the, that must be me. <laughs> if you say, if you say so, big man. If you say so, and you notice Otham and, and Rolthor, you guys notice, or it occurs to you, this is literally the most casual you've ever seen Feral. Normally, he's up and he's bombastic and he's kind of showing off a little bit. And he's I just was, chilling on his bed right now. I was going to say, I, I just kind of noticed, you know, this very conversational. And, I mean, is this, obviously, you're telling me that. I mean, this is really peaking curiosity in me is what's going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else would you know? What else can this logic razor do once we find it? If we get it to spark, what else do we need to do with it if we find it? Well, I mean, it's a logic razor. It's a pretty badass weapon. My specific interest in you was for you to use it to defend yourselves and the little one. Whatever he's done to upset Abaxis, um, it's pretty big to send Lucius after him. Maybe it'd be beneficial just to send the little one back. That would be your call. I'd trust you on it, my son. However, uh, you may be handing over a potential weapon to the dragon if you do. I can't believe you just called you your son. Sorry. Out of character. <laughs> well, there's always other ways to deal with powerful weapons without just handing them back if we need to. So, Feralt, we made a diversion to the Adamantine Isles on our way back here. The magic inside of uh, Alftrag was a little tricky, should you say. And yes, I, would, I noticed that myself. So we ended up in a different place. And something crossed my mind that we need to build an army. Is that correct? Do we it's need people? My life's work. Yes. Have we thought about building airships, getting many airships, and using that with the help of Dobermeel and getting a some clans together. Wouldn't airships be more, uh, will be easier to move them around than ships on the sea? Well, it would be certainly advantageous, but as your friend, your large friend here knows, those, those crystals are exceedingly rare to come by. 
we can use all the help we can get, don't get me wrong, but only the richest of the merchants have them. If you have a line on some or could steal some, by all means, every ship counts. All right. So it's the crystals that are uh, the most valuable in that case. The rest of it's just wood and cloth. Right. The crystals are what allow them to fly. Pardon me for speaking up, but these crystals must be mined from a specific location. Is that true? I think it's a safe assumption. But we don't know where that is. Oh, I know where it is. It's not in a place you're going to like. It's up in Orc country. <laughs> Orcs. I don't know. I think Brightaxe might like that place. Yes. Uh, on another note, Farrell, um, we mentioned Dobermeal. Uh, those we spoke to in the Isles said that there was some fleet leader that, that Dobermeal was working for. Any ideas who that might be? Does it matter? I'm just curious because I thought he worked for you. He does. And much like with you, I've tasked him with getting together as many men and material as he can to fight the dragon. He's gained the confidence of this fleet commander. And I believe is while he may not be leading the fleet or commanding the fleet, he has the trust of this man. And I believe that they will come through for us in the end. Do you have any way that we could have communication with him? Uh, well, while we were out and about, we wanted to get a message to him and in a, in a quick manner and, and we didn't have anything at our disposal. Is there any, anything that you could give us or, or work on for us that, that could help us with that? He shifts slightly in his bed. He says, I've, been trying to connect with him for two days. I've not received a reply yet. Now, that's not necessarily unusual. When he goes on his jaunts, he's not always the most communicative, but I've I've sent him rather urgent messages and haven't gotten replies. I don't know what it means. It could mean a variety of things. Well... So, no, you won't give us anything to help communicate them. But, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he smiles. And it looks like he's smiling to everybody except you and Rolthor, in which you see it is the most vicious, like... It's a smile. It's it's a hey to anybody who doesn't know him. It looks happy. That's the smile he'd give before he'd beat you. <laughs> and, and I just kind of nod knowingly. Well, um, I suppose 
Do you have anything that we need to find other than this logic razor? I mean, just continue on your mission. You've you've gained some allies. You've gathered some allies. Um, I fear that Alftrag, there's something beneath Alftrag. I don't know what it is. I didn't make it that far down, but there's something beneath there that controls the city that has everyone afraid. There are rumors that it's a dragon. It is not a Baxus, this I know, but I've not seen him myself. Be careful if you go back. Wasn't there that dragon we fought? Yeah. Well, we didn't fight it. It came down, talked to us, and, you know, got ready to beat our ass. Hmm. <laughs> yes, we we met we met a dragon. It was it was Nexar Deepwater. Oh, that's right. Nexar, Nexar Deepwater was revealed to be a dragon. Yes. Be right. a yes. Dragon. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Once again, I don't know where my current notes are. But well, we know that there is something happening under Alfdrag. We heard of an army, our army before we left Sarthea. An army of the undead was making its way towards Alftrag in the Underdark. That's why we went there originally, was to try to see what was up and see what they were... Something about the machine is all we know. The machine? Well... Sure. The are machine. they reconstruct? Are they reconstructing the machine beneath the city? What machine beneath the city? The machine. What do you know of how the Black Army was able to cross? Me personally, nothing. Yeah, nothing really. <laughs> beneath beneath the city, a chamber was carved. A firing chamber was carved. Uh, through magics uh, black and unknown even to someone such as myself. Some sort of energy, I believe it to be some sort of life energy, some sort of life force was fired in there. And the teleportation occurred. My understanding is it's a life for a life. So for every orc that crossed over, every every being, every dragon, every everything that crossed over, someone on this side had to die. Many of those would be the inhabitants of the city, but many of those would have been beneath the city in the chamber. Now, the chamber was destroyed in this process, but if he's rebuilding it, he's preparing to bring another army over. Or worse, himself. Uh. Certainly doesn't sound good. I, I would presume that it's himself that he's planning to bring. Then you need to stop that army. Uh, we are only six people. How do you suggest that we stop this army? Well, is, is it an actual army or is it a crew... They'll have to reconstruct the chamber. Well, we're not exactly sure what it is. 
we never saw the entirety of it. We just know that when we defeated Rantolf, that it was it had left. We had reports of it leaving, but we don't know. Uh, I don't think we know the size of it. Do we know if these people even want to do the work? They're slaves, so technically they do not even want to be there. You would know it was a large, it was about 20,000, of which about three, I think I said, what did I say, Brad X, 3,500, 3,500 were Minotaur. Most were held against their will. It might take very little to spark a flame, especially if the people are like ones such as Brightax. They may be ready for a fight. We also, if they're being held as slaves, they're ready for a fight. We also heard that Calabasc, the Elder Brain, was in charge of the army, if that means anything to you. He kind of sinks in his pillow just a little bit, and he says, there's your target. If you can take out Calabasque, whatever controls are in place, it will, it will, that will take care of them. If he is involved, there is no doubt in my mind, he's the one in charge. Now, you've offered help to us before, Feralt. If we're facing one of these elder brains, do you have anything that might be able to aid us from falling prey to it? Uh, I'm afraid at the moment I'm, and he shifts just a little bit uncomfortably. I'm afraid at the moment I'm a little tapped. You're of course welcome to whatever personnel you need here in the city, but there's little I can do at this point. My own activities have sat me of some strength. Chappie, would I know of a potion maker in town? Uh, I mean, there would be a couple of them here and there. They're not so much merchants as they are kind of. There are there are potions to be made, but they're they're more for the the benefit of the the pallbearers than anything else. I might suggest, should we not take a look at whether this meep of yours, could he not make something that might help or aid you guys resist the mind? I do not know. I don't know what he is capable of doing yet. In my head, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Okay. Are, are, are I'm just thinking any... to myself, now's the time to kill Farrell, everybody. Now is the time. He's sapped of strength. <laughs> totally, that totally this is, my mind. This is where we take him out right now. <laughs> Sitting was, on his I pillow. Was liking, I, was, I was sitting there. I'm looking at what I can cast. Hey. I'm not even joking. I was like... I almost, I was so like, tempting. in my head, I have I have telepathy. I can totally just tell you, Rolthar, now's the okay. time. So are you having this? Are you having this? Talk? No, no, because it, I decided. I decided. Feral, Feral would totally hear me. Like that's what my character was like. Feral would probably know I'm saying it, so I can't. 
I can't let the thought out. I only can. I mean, I'm ready to go. So, Farrell, are there are there any areas around that are known for for potion making that we may not be aware of? If Meep can't make a potion for us, uh, is is there some place that we could go to get something made? I'm sure there is, but it's I I wouldn't know where. You have to talk to some of the guys outside. Fair enough. Farrell, uh, one last thing before we go. Um, Can we kill you? I mean, we, sorry. <laughs> we, <laughs> we ran into a woman in the woods some weeks ago when we left the last time on our way to uh, uh, Sarthia and Toth. Toth and then Sarthia. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since we've been here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We ran into an old woman in the forest, and I believe that she may be a legendary dragon that people have been rumoring about. Have you attempted to get her on our side? Huh. You speak of Ilma. Maybe that's Ilma, why he's tapped. Yes. Ah, we've uh... that would take some work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's lying in bed and he says he has nothing left. <laughs> um, we've we've had some conversations. You you opened a door that I didn't think was openable with her. <laughs> Not the back door. You opened doors that I didn't know were possible to open. Um, <laughs> That's how she's not on our side, but she's no longer actively hunting our people either, which is allowed us to focus on the task at hand. <laughs> yes. Well, I think she would be a pretty valuable ally, but I think she may be a little too comfortable in her, in her forest. Perhaps. So, if you can convert her, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I don't she, think she likes us that much. But if we if we run again across her again, we will uh, we'll mention something. All right. Unless you guys have anything else. Bolthor, didn't you have something you wanted to ask for all? Sorry, I was talking to my wife. Oh, no, I, I didn't have anything I was going to ask him. Oh, I, I, I thought did. you were going to ask him to hold a fireball. For you or you like the taste of fireball? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done with the. I'm, I'm done talking to him for now. All right. <laughs> so you guys head out. Um, where would you like to head? Um. I don't know. I know if we're facing something that's going to mess with our brains, I need some. Well, you're not worried. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a lot to lose, so it's okay. 
Well, oh, what he's, he's, I think what he's saying is he's got a lot that could be controlled and he yes. would not make a good enemy for you. Yes. Affirmative. I think, I think, uh, if we came across the elder brain, I might be more of a liability than an asset. So we need something to protect you. Is that what you're saying? Protect us all. But certainly, if it can control my people, it could control me as well. And I would much rather stay a, uh, a friend and compatriot than an enemy. I do not know of uh, such things that could protect you from psychic abilities. I wonder if uh, I've heard of this thin metal that when shaped into a cone and put on your head, it helps. <laughs> 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 you like you like that slow oh, slow bird amazing. there slow bird that's amazing I'm, I've heard I've heard it's made by a man named Reynolds oh yes old man Reynolds down by the uh, forest yeah <laughs> and I have a bottle of foil right here there you go no uh, uh, Kr I, Krantha, I, you, you have you have one d4 of inspiration for your next session <laughs> but uh you guys th seem to think that they a potion might help but maybe a magical item might be the right way to go so so I guess we, we find should find somebody in the city to make me a tinfoil hat is what you're saying. <laughs> Magical yeah. tinfoil hat. En enchanted tinfoil hat. Um I guess we're gonna head back home. Okay. And maybe discuss our next course of action. Okay. Uh just for future reference i do have a, a cantrip called resistance it's kind of like guidance but it works for saving throws so if nothing else if we weren't able to find something for him or or whatever i've got that and i'm going to look through and see if i have anything else uh i thought i had something that allowed me to do resistance against something i, I gotcha Well, uh, I guess we'll get back and have some food. It's always good to speak over a meal of sorts, and maybe we can wake up Meep. Okay. So you do that. You go home, and, and of course, it's easy enough to wake up Meep. Um, and, and Sprinter um, kind of goes to uh, – he, he retires for the afternoon. He's got a few things to take care of in town. Um Meep again has three different projects going on, and when you guys find him, he's just woken up and he is—he's putting the gun. He's kind of clacking some different pieces in place, and he feels like he's almost got. It. He's very excited about it, and is anxious to show it off, but it's not really doing anything quite yet. He's not quite there yet. 
but he's very close. Well, Meep, that looks very interesting. What are you, uh, what are you creating there? It looks similar to one of your other, your former weapons, but you're muted. Does it have a microphone attached to it? Because you are muted. <laughs> Sorry, I was switching characters. Um, yeah, it's 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 a gun of sorts. I'm just trying to add my own magical flair to it so it does a little extra something something. I got this idea when I traveled back to the other world and along with my sister's notebook that she gave me, and I'm kind of combining some of the ideas to see if I can't draw in some of the magical weave. And if I can just get to the right pinpoint, then I think I'll be able to like give the bullets a little extra something when they shoot from the guns. Oh. And at that point, I go, kind of go into a technical moment and watch his eyes kind of glaze over. Yeah, for a I moment. might just meditate for 15 minutes while he talks. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, All right so well, guys... we're going to have food, so let's let's go have some food. You probably okay. need something. You may have not have eaten for the last two days. And you kind of give Meepa's download of all the what you discovered in Alftrag and and the conversation you had with Feralt and whatnot, and and you know all that kind of good stuff. And I hope you guys are all right with it. But I took I took the opportunity to hire us a cook. I'm using some of our funds for it. It's part-time. She kind of comes in and makes stuff for us and then leaves it and then takes off unless we need her again. Seems fine. Uh, I have a coin here. You can use this too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can keep your coin. We all know about your coin. Okay. That's all I can offer. So where do you guys think that we should go next? What's what should we work on? Do I need to uh, talk to Dobermiel and see what he's doing? Well, I'm not sure that as a group we'd be best served maybe helping him. Sounds more like this machine and Alftrag might be more important to head off. It does. So, uh, Rolthor and Croker, when you went and saw, um, oh, geez, what's her name? Nostris? Yes, thank you. When you went to saw Nostris, you said it was actually a beholder. Yes. Correct. Did this, uh, did this creature have items? Did they still, were they still selling things? Were they, like... Could we possibly get some kind of magical device to help Brydax from her? Uh, DM, I don't recall that part of the. I'm looking up now. I don't. Yeah, what you guys witnessed was more selling and bartering of information than anything else. Although there was plenty to indicate that there's a tidy profit being made from kind of raking through the destruction of Alftrag and finding trinkets here and there, but um, it would be hard to say if there was anything there magical. And also, if there wasn't anything magical, it would probably be awfully valuable to her. So, 
but she might know of somebody that was selling items that was found. Probably a safe assumption. Yeah, she's connected. I mean, yeah. If anyone would know, she would. I'll put it that way. And there's no kind of magical shop here in town in the Blight? No, I mean, you guys have been, you've been around to see it as they are pulling in everything they can from the surrounding areas, but it's more, right. they're they're recovering things, but they don't have anything for sale necessarily. Gotcha. Well, we could, ooh, hear me. We could try going back to Toth. They have lots of shops. If we really wanted to get something. And then from there, we could teleport into Alftrag again. Let's do it. Just a reminder, you may or may not be wanted in Toth. Oh, uh, just a reminder, gentlemen, uh, we may or may not be wanted <laughs> in Toth. Uh, we can disguise ourselves. Are we wanted anywhere? That's, that's <laughs> true. True, Rothar. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Grunta takes four points of psychic damage wow. <laughs> from the sick burn. <laughs> well, I think we all took that sick burn. Damn. Oh, I have some I have some ointment right here, gentlemen. That's right. This that. fire he can fling. <laughs> His words burn. They burn. Um I, I tried to kind of just talk straight to Rolthar uh, while the others are having a, another conversation, maybe, if they're chatting okay. about the weather or whatever. Rolthar, there was a moment in the chamber when your father, he was talking very strangely, like, I mean, he called you his son, which I've never heard him say. And he said that he was weaker than normal. I almost contacted you through your minds to see if we wanted to try our uprising right now. What do you make of yeah. his situation? Rolthor, before I... you do that, make hang on. Before you do that, make an insight check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, something was way off about him. Like, way off. It was not... That was not a normal interaction. Have you even ever seen him like that? I've never seen him so in such a relaxed position. It was also strange that he would be expecting the razor but then not letting us come in easily. He definitely looked weaker than I'd seen him in the past. I had toyed with the idea of, while we were the only ones in the room, of, of making our stand. But he is still extremely powerful, even in a weaker state. Hmm. It makes me curious about what he was doing that may have caused him to be this way. Because when you or I uh, use up all our spells in a day, we do not feel weaker. So what is it that caused him to feel this way? 
that's why I have started to see my path as being divergent from his. I will work with them, but there's too many secrets even in, for my liking. I'm tired of being his errand boy and he hiding, he's hiding way too much information for, for even my taste. Well, real far, at some point it gets old. No, know that if you ever want to make that move again, I will have your back. Well, I figure it's better to be safe now. Try and learn more about this logic razor and see if maybe we can use it to our advantage. Maybe if we free this beast from the dragon, he will serve us. It's a good idea. At least be on our or side. Maybe he'll still, yeah, or maybe he'll still eat meat. I don't know. So how, uh, I mean, I've seen what you can do and your abilities, but, and you, I don't remember. Did you, did you kind of spark it already? Not kind of did spark it yet, but yeah. Yeah, a spark did come, but I haven't figured out how to actually activate it. But okay, I'm going to take the time to study it in more detail. And but you have the ability maybe for to our do- next trip. Oh, it it reacts to my touch, and I can I can control it. And I feel like that's the one thing that Feral spoke truthfully is that I I know I can wield it if needed. I don't know if he necessarily wants me to be the one to wield it, but I feel it's a very powerful tool and something that we can use to our advantage once I figure out how to use it. And I'll make a suggestion and take it or leave it, but I know that Meep is very intelligent for all his other flaws. He is very intelligent he may be able to help you with that. So take that into consideration. He is. And I may have to show it to him. This is a weapon of logic and science. Not my specialty necessarily. Magic is where I thrive. You know, on that note, I've been thinking about some things. I think in your, your area of specialty... I think there's got to be some spell out there that may be able to like enhance our ability to like resist somebody entering our brain or controlling us. If we could get access to that spell or find a spell like that, maybe we could like create some scrolls. I mean, I'll help you, of course, with it, but you and I could create some scrolls that we could all use temporarily when we go fight the Elder Brain. You guys are both taken a little back as you realize that Meep had just walked up in the middle of the conversation and started just jumping in. <laughs> they, they were off on their own. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not really just appeared. It's, oh, okay. It's not, I'm so, I'm so it's sorry. Not, that's not weird at all. <laughs> as he talks, I don't realize who it is, and I turn and fireball up that spot. Yeah, right. <laughs> Notice how neither of us reacted at all. because yeah, That's totally what would have happened. Totally expected me to show up out of nowhere. He's at the other end of the table, but it was like those guys seem to be uh, being secretive. So I'm going to walk right over there and talk to him. Well, I was doing some research. What can I say? <laughs> he 
was wearing a cloak of invisibility. You never even noticed. One second you're talking about killing your dad. The next second you're talking about. <laughs> talking next, about Spark. Next, next second I'm talking about Spark and sacrificing me to whatever needs to be sacrificed to. Yeah, we call that Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Even that discussion wouldn't bother me. I get it. Well, gentlemen, I think uh, I think we have a plan. Uh, well, do we have a plan? Did you think we should go to Toth and try it anyway? Or should we just go back to Alfred? Um, I don't know if we should necessarily go back to Alfred. We had so much trouble there last time. Is that something we really want to do right now? Well, I know it is fairly urgent that, that, that we stop them from building that teleportation device again. Why do we know it's urgent? We know it's urgent because Farouk told us it was urgent. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, the, the people in I, Sarthea also said that, uh, that confirmed that the machine was being built. If this machine does what Fenrolt says it's going to, I don't know. And not to split too many hairs about it, but where you're going to is actually the underdark, underdark beneath Alftrag. Right. The effects may be lessened the further away you get. You don't know that. You'd okay. have to test that, but it's it would stand to reason. Yeah. But we also have to get there first. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah from... I'm tired of teleporting your asses around. <laughs> wow. Roll through with a fireball throwing taxi. <laughs> it's gonna, I mean, he's going to get upset with you. <laughs> he's still, you're still throwing more fireballs than you have teleported. Come on. Do, do, we, need to, do we need to get him one of those beaded seat cushions so that he's, he's more comfortable when he's driving the taxi? Nice. What a wuss. All right. So your plan, is, your plan is what then? Are we going to go to Toth first, or do we just want to go straight to Alftrag? Okay, remind me, Toth has what in it for us again? Sorry, I was reading. Shops that might have oh. potions to help us. Potions and or magical rings or amulets. Yeah, or... yeah, we, we, we need... We need uh, I think we need some... to, yeah, yeah. we, we got to gear up. I mean, look at health potions. Do we have any health potions? No, we need to go to I, Toth and get some. Yeah, I do. How is that possible? How do you have health potions? Because oh I don't need healing. I can heal myself, guys, and you. I have spells. Okay. But, I'm a cleric. You, you, you die sometimes. What, what if you... And when I die, you guys you bring down. me back with your, with your potions. Thank you. We don't have potions. <laughs> well, it's because he's died too many times. <laughs> Actually, the last time he died, he got brought back we're, by his hammer. Yes, that's true, shopping. too. We're evidently going shopping, so let me get yes. my gear, and I'm going to start running around and grabbing oh, Lord. And, and getting it all in my little handy haversack. We all take a long rest. <laughs> so Meep appears, and he looks like a really short cable from, like, the 90s X-Force. He's got pouches everywhere, and he's got – no, I'm kidding – He's got really sharp feet because Rob Liefeld drew him and, you know, that kind of stuff. I've got my goggles on. I got the handy. I got my haversack on. I'm, I'm, I'm stuffed to the brink, man. I'm ready to go. He's got ginormous shoulder pads that don't actually protect anything. Right. It's all good. Nice. 
Is he like a large trap okay. to protect my lizard parts? Right, <laughs> right. He's got a cod piece the size of a G.I. Joe helmet. Okay, got it. It used to be Brad X's shoulder piece. Actual size. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going with it. <laughs> All right. All right. So you guys are going to prepare to jump to Toth, and that is where we will pick up next time. Okay. Cool.